Welcome to Mad and Mindful, a podcast series where we discover and understand all the things that make us mad in life, obsessed, driven, and motivated, while finding the balance and ways to keep us mindful, grateful, grounded, and meditative. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Mad and Mindful. Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you! If I could scream that, I would, but I'm pretty sure my neighbors are home, so I can't. <laughs> However, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so, so much for all the love and support you've shown since the launch, during the launch, and throughout the last three episodes of Mad and Mindful. This podcast comes from a really deep place of good intention and love. I firmly believe we're all just walking each other home, and so whatever i can do to share other people's stories my stories learnings etc so that we may all become better people heal our wounds grow and live into our purpose then i've done my mission and that's what i'm here for so thank you again now today's going to be a solo episode with your girl and what i'd love to touch on is timing Now, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. We don't meet people by mistake. Perhaps we do make mistakes, (laughs) but usually those mistakes are for a reason as well, if we can find that silver lining. I think as we head into winter and we're in the midst of fall, I don't know about y'all, but like I feel like my life has just been rapidly changing. My life always seems to go topsy-turvy during the fall season for a myriad of reasons. You could blame it on the season that we're in, the astrological season that we're in, the change in time, the sun setting earlier and rising later. So it's a bunch of things. But within the past few weeks, one thing that I have certainly learned through Mad and Mindful and through just daily experiences is that we can't control really anything but ourselves and while that's a very common thing to know i'm not breaking ground with that statement i think we fail to recognize at times when we actually are holding a tight grip on something or someone and when we're actually relaxing and to be in a state of full flow to be in a state of allowing things to happen without expectation. Personally, for me, I find it very hard. (laughs) And sometimes, like I said, we do get wrapped in the midst of things and forget when we're actually controlling and when we're actually allowing things to be. So what can we actually control? We can control ourselves. We can control our thoughts, our reactions, our responses, our emotions. And once we have a good grasp on ourselves, and by grasp I mean we know ourselves, we are steadfast and firm in our beliefs, and we are comfortable, truly comfortable within our own skin, who we are, we show ourselves love, unconditional love. It makes life slightly easier, right? I'm not saying like if you do all those things, it's going to make life so much easier but it definitely does make the nuances of everyday experiences the people that we encounter a lot more bearable something that can be worked through with ease and with grace 
and it not feeling like it's the end of the world. So when you do not let go, you not only become destructive to yourself, but also to your surroundings. And I'm going to give you a great example of this when it comes to relationships and my experience with that. So like I said, type A, my personal life, work life, I was always the one who makes the plans, the schedules, not only in work, but also when I had made plans with friends on trips, I'd build out spreadsheets, like really no time to have any like loose fun. And when it came to relationships, I didn't realize it at the time when I was in it, but I was trying to control another person and myself and the relationship. So that's three things right there, right? And like I said in the first episode, I had realized I had narcissistic tendencies. Part of a narcissist is wanting to control situations and a person. And looking back on it, I was pushing this person away. I was pushing my true self away. And I was pushing away what an actual relationship is and means. When it came to controlling, I I feel like dictated is a harsh word, but we're going to use it. <laughs> dictated a lot of what was happening, what would what we would be doing, not really giving too much, but also saying a lot. So having a strong opinion, controlling what he would wear, how he would act, thinking that I was helping him, but in hindsight, probably taking away from his true identity. And when it came to the relationship, I was always the one preaching about what should be done, what shouldn't be done, how we should be integrating our families, etc. And even before we dated formally, when we were in that talking stage, mind you, this is also in high school too, so a lot has changed. Obviously, there was a lack of maturity as well, but I remember trying to control so much by just wanting to have a grasp on this person and not a physical grasp but like a mental grasp i wanted i couldn't let things be i couldn't accept the fact that like even if he did like another person that wasn't going to fly my book even if he was busy that wasn't going to fly my book and part of that and we see those types of relationships even in our 20s that when you're doing that not only are you suffocating the other person, but you're suffocating yourself and you're abandoning yourself because what you are now hyper-focused on is this other person and molding them into the quote-unquote perfect person so that you feel whole when you look at the image of you two together and you're ignoring your insecurities or maybe you haven't even realized your insecurities. I can say that I was still... I think we all experience our own personal insecurities, but I was very insecure at the time. And so my form of controlling was controlling another person so that I didn't have to control myself. When we broke up, I had realized, okay, I'm alone, alone. I have no one to control. And I was faced looking at myself and realizing, oh shit, now we have to like get real and get to know her. And even when that time came, I was still trying to control a lot of myself and my outer surroundings. I still refused to like fully look at myself, but I was working on my on certain aspects when I had certain realizations. 
I was trying to control my job. I was trying to control the income that I was making. I was trying to control my calendar and ensuring that it was always filled up. And when it came to controlling myself at that time, I made sure that I would not feel any type of hurt, that I could not be hurt, and that I was invincible. I controlled that. I made sure that I did not fall beyond the low side of the emotional spectrum. And let me tell you, that is so much work. It's frustrating. You get frustrated with yourself. You get frustrated with your out, with your outer world because if you aren't good, even if the greatest thing happened to you that day, it may not even look that good. And so when it comes to letting go, I would say I was 80% control, 20% go with the flow, which is interesting because a lot of, I think a lot of friends have said to me that like, oh, you're very chill. But what you didn't see was <laughs> the, uh, probably the strap that was that invisible strap that was existed. I know it's really hard to let go. I know in our day and age when we have social media, we have societal pressure, family pressure, friend pressure, whatever is coming at you left, right, up, down, sideways. Going with the flow is tough because we all want to look a certain way, do certain things, and have a certain image. And I think it's a little bit hard to do that, especially for me at the time, it was so hard because of living in New York City because I subconsciously felt like I had to have that life of like an it girl, like going to things, dressing up, knowing people. And I think in some shape and form, there was a lot of control there. I know some for some people, when they know themselves, it can come quite effortlessly and organically, and that's where the best experiences and relationships come. But for me, nothing was really transpiring, and I felt myself like talking and befriending people that I really didn't care much for. And it came from a place of wanting to control my image and how I was perceived. And so letting go is hard. I would say the the way I've been able to let go is realize one, I'm not perfect. Perfect is just, it's like an abyss. It's like a non-existent oasis, like in the desert. Like if you were in the desert, the desert's not perfect. And you think that you're that little oasis that's popped up in the desert when in fact you're not. (laughs) The desert will consume you, the desert being imperfection, even though you already are part of the desert already and so the way I was able to let go was realizing that for starters I'm not perfect my now ex-boyfriend is not perfect my life is far from perfect I can can try to curate and control it as much as I want but at the end of the day it's reality that we're really looking at and the reality of it was is that no matter how hard I did try it's not going to change the fact that I am a byproduct of two Asian immigrants. I do have narcissistic tendencies that were gathered from my mom. I can act aloof that was gathered from my dad. And I'm not trying to highlight my negative traits and like make myself seem that 
or gain pity in doing that. It's not my objective at all. What I'm trying to say is that when it comes to letting go, it's coming to a hard realization that nothing will ever be perfect in your life and just allowing things to be. Saying yes to things you've never tried, to people you may not necessarily talk to, but you're meeting now. It's going with a level of flow where you still have a strong sense of yourself. You have a strong sense of your personal goals and your desires, ones that aren't malicious or selfish, but are rather unique to yourself and hopefully and perhaps benefit one person, if not the rest of the world. I'm like getting tearing, I'm like tearing up a little bit because growing up in a family where I didn't have any stability and I was getting beat up a lot. Oh shit, I am gonna cry. <laughs> um, control was my only way of knowing that I was safe. So that's where my control tendencies come from is like safety. And I think, I don't know when it was exactly when I realized this, but I had realized, you know, I may not be safe from everything, but at least I know I have safety within myself. I have safety with the small circle I surround myself with, with the environment that I voluntarily chose to move into within my own home. And so I think to this day, letting go, it's a continuous learning experience in terms of grasping. Don't get me wrong, there are days where I'm just like, I have a full grip on something that is out of my control, but I'm going to try to control it anyways. There are other days where I'm like, all right, well, whatever. And it's finding the balance between the level of, it's finding the balance between the grip that you have and the relaxation through your fingers, right? So imagine like you're holding a dumbbell that is probably a little bit out of your comfort zone. For me, it's a 15, <laughs> a 15 pound dumbbell. <laughs> and all I want to do is just like cling to it tightly because if I don't, it's going to drop and I'm going to go with it. But you have to remember to build strength and resilience, you need to loosen your grip a little bit, make space through your fingers, and you will find that you'll be able to learn and in this case, gain strength in doing that. Just want you to know that if you are going through a hard time right now and you find yourself wanting to control something or someone, whether it's because it's a primary focus of yours in life or you're trying to avoid something else in your life, so you find yourself pivoting to controlling that thing or that person. I implore you to look at your actions and the way that you feel. Like, does this feel like you? Does this feel like Michelle? Would Michelle do this? Would you do something like this? And would you want someone doing this to you and treating you the way that you're treating them? Ultimately, is this something you actually can control? Or is it out of your hands if it's a job? Most of the time, jobs are out of our hands, except if you want to quit. If it's a person that has hurt you, you can't control that person. You can't make them be someone that they're not. You can't make them better. You can't make them worse. But what you can do is you could walk away. You can vocalize how you're feeling. You can take a step back and say, is this really worth it? And so as we go into the winter season, a season of rest, 
I implore you to try to let go of all the things that have carried on from the summer season into the fall season, whether it's stresses or people or anything it might be, and let go. Let go so that you can rest peacefully this winter, so that you can enjoy the holiday season without any worry, without any anxiety, albeit family anxiety. I'll have to let go of that somehow. <laughs> but let go because we've all worked really hard this year. We came out of a freaking pandemic lockdown. And I think some of us have lost sight of, of ourselves and have focused on other things in the process. And so ultimately, come back to yourself and take a rest because you deserve it. I know I freaking deserve it. <laughs> And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so happy you're here.